Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about my experience learning an instrument because it's one of those self-imposed challenges that gives me a lot of feelings. And I'm sure if you've taken on a challenge of your own, either learning an instrument, learning a language, picking up just any kind of fitness program, sometimes we have feelings about the things that we thought would be so great and so good for us, and that maybe we even do still believe are really great for us. So I will start this by saying that I've chosen to pick up the violin. I have done this, I'm going to say close to a decade ago, I also had wanted to pick this up. And I didn't get very far the first time I got through, I think a few months worth of lessons. And then my teacher ended up moving and he referred me to someone that didn't get back to me or I couldn't find. And so I never continued. And I actually found that while I was having some fun practicing on my own at that time, my instrument kept getting out of tune and I couldn't figure out how to get it to tighten up. And I just felt really incompetent and that was very difficult. And I moved on to other things that seemed to give me a faster reward. Now it's, oh gosh, I'm going to say 10 years later and I am deciding to get back into it. So I still have my instrument. My daughter had asked for years, Hey, can we learn the violin? Can we learn the violin? And we begin taking violin lessons. And it took us honestly like nine months before the violin teacher that I finally found got back to me and had time for us to even get in. So there's that. And now we start the lessons. And the first one, my daughter's all gung-ho. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm pretty excited because it's new and I feel like, woohoo, I'm getting back into it. This is going to be such a fun thing. What a challenge. And then, gosh, I get to share this experience with my kid. So I had a lot of expectations around what that experience might be like. And then the reality of it is, you know, the lesson is absorbed so fast. I spend like half of it just tuning the instrument and going, why isn't it in tune? barely picking up the bow, barely learning how to read one line of music. And then it's time for us to go and we'll do something again later. And I find that my daughter wants to have the experience of holding the violin and playing it, but she's not actually that interested in learning how to make the notes or practicing. So that's another challenge as a parent to go, okay, how far do I push a kid who seemed really excited about it and then finds out that she's not that excited about it. Is it worth pushing her through that to give her that skill? Does she need that kind of challenge in her life? Does she have other things going on? So many things to decide and to question. And then I have the added thought of, do I want to keep going? And can I afford these lessons? And if not, how can I continue to practice and learn if I'm just doing this on my own? And so I am coming to terms with my own feelings around learning this instrument and what it might take. So one thing is that I have, you know, my list of goals in life, 
And one of them really has been to simplify and reduce and just appreciate what I have. So this actually does fit in to that by saying, you have a violin, you might as well use it and learn how to do it. And that requires of you dedicated time daily to try and learn this instrument because it's not going to learn itself. And I'm going to have to face what I've come to understand in the last week is just the terrible sound of me trying to figure out how to use this instrument. And it's so discouraging at the beginning. And I think this is where I really do benefit from having a teacher who can very quickly go, oh, this is what's often corrected this way versus me just farting around going, am I even holding this right? Why is it squeaking? (laughs) And trying to figure out, is it the rosin? Is it the way I'm holding the bow? Is my instrument out of tune? Am I not applying much pressure? Am I on the wrong angle? Am I not moving my arm right? There are so many moving pieces to figure out. And it makes me consider that anytime we learn a new skill, there are all of these moving parts. And with an instrument, it's very obvious because there's the beginning where you know nothing and it sounds terrible. And there's the end where you're like, woohoo, I can play a song. And actually that's kind of the middle. The end is when you can pick up and like read music and make it sound decent or even become really good at playing. Honestly, right now I'm just aiming for, could I do any set of notes in a row without making a horrible sound? So the progression is there to see and to experience. And I have to, every time I learn a new skill and for you as well, every time you learn a new skill, come to terms with being utterly crap at something that we wish we were better at and learn how to be a part of the process of becoming better at something. And in this, I look to children and look to my memories of myself and go, okay, when I was a kid, I really wanted to get better at art. I enjoyed drawing. I would get so frustrated that my drawings would come out bad and I'd throw out a lot of things and erase a lot of stuff, but I could get absorbed in trying to figure out how to do something for a very long time. And whether that was just going, okay, how can I get this graphite pencil to give me a gradation that I like that's better? Or how can I have it actually look black or not as shiny? Like, what do I need to do? What technique could I practice to get those effects? How can I improve my technique for just perspective or anatomy or whatever? And there were lots and lots of things for me to explore and try as I got better and better. And I'm looking back on that going, okay, can I find some of that delight or interest in the process to help me towards my goal of actually being competent at playing an instrument and stop making excuses for myself about how I'm old and it's hard. And this is the hardest instrument. Like I hear that from people all the time. Like, why would you pick violin? That's really hard. And I'm thinking, isn't any instrument really hard? Like the wind instruments, you get like bloody mouth from the reeds and it's just difficult to move anything and there's spit. There's like lots of disgusting things with instruments. So having horrible shrieking sounds is just one of them. (laughs) If you're lucky, you get past that. You get to the point where you can actually pull a note consistently and not trip on your little fingers. So I am finding it helpful to remember that the hardest part is deciding that I'm opening up the violin case and I'm going to tune that instrument And let me tell you, the feelings around tuning and trying to hear what note something is supposed to be right now, I am so frustrated. I do not know which direction or why it's not tuning the way I want it to go. I don't have 
an ear for it yet. And I'm reminding myself, well, of course you don't. You've never played an instrument. Like, this hasn't been your thing. So why would you be able to know what a G is or a G flat without hearing it a lot of times to be able to know what it is or which way it's slipping and which direction to tune it? This is completely new for you. So I was reminding myself today when I pulled out my violin to practice and I was like, okay, we've got a lesson this evening. I would like to show up and be able to say that I at least got through another set of pages of practice. And all I've done this week really has been try to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by ear because I remember that's something I learned the last time 10 years ago. And I did it and it was horrible and out of tune and squeaky, but I could figure out at least where I was supposed to be. And that was cool. So then today, I literally spent 20 minutes just tuning the thing again, and I was so mad that it takes me that long just to get the instrument at the point where I might be able to play something and be able to tell it all if I'm in the right um, spot for my fingers. And I, uh, it's okay. (laughs) That's, I guess, what I want to say to myself and to you, to be frustrated to be discouraged, to look at something and go, why is this so freaking hard? And why am I not getting anywhere? And I'm reminding myself that I am getting somewhere and that I don't need to see success every day or even every week in order for it to start adding up. I think that's so important to hear because, you know, no one really tells us about how many times we're going to suck at something. We're really told if you keep practicing, you're going to get better. And that is true. But we need to know that in the experience of that, it might feel like you're not getting better. It might feel like it's kind of pointless. It might feel just aggravating. So I'm making space for all of those feelings. And when I do that, I am able to show up and go, okay, the hardest part literally blaze is like going into the room, picking up the violin and deciding like, here's how we begin and going through that ritual And here's something else that can help too, is starting to think of it as a ritual. And I don't know why that soothes me a little bit where I'm like, well, here's the beginning. And I think maybe it's that I now have a template for what to expect. That's what the ritual is. So I'm like, the ritual is I'm going to go into the room. I'm going to unclip the case. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to take out my instrument and see what needs tightening. I'm going to turn on my little app that shows me how to tune it. And I'm going to start plucking notes and figuring out if it's even in the right spot. And I might have to do that for a long time, and that's okay. When you are done and you finally get it tuned, if you look at the time and it's been like all of that half hour, it's taking you 10 minutes and you only have five minutes left (laughs) of what you thought you were going to do, that's okay because this will get easier and faster. And one day you'll pick it up, tune it, and it'll be done in a minute and you'll be ready to play. But right now you're at the beginning and you don't even know how to do that. So it's a basic skill. You need to kind of figure it out and that's fine. So telling myself that makes it easier to show up. I had a really hard time with it yesterday and the day before my husband had to help me because he can hear it and knows what to do better than me. But I watched him and I learned and it reminded me again of being young and how you would watch someone who was drawing, or you'd watch someone on TV or some other artist and you go, what are they doing? And how are they doing it? What are they, how's, what's their approach? And could I mimic that in some way and just be a curious little person and try it out just to see if it works for me or not, or if I'm missing something. And when I approach it with curiosity, it becomes a lot less tragic that I'm not immediately having success out of the gate. So I think I guess that's the heart of this 
particular episode is recognizing that we need to have compassion for ourselves for not being amazing at the things that we're striving to do, particularly in the beginning when we have all of that heart and excitement about how awesome we think something's going to be. And then the reality of it is so disappointing that we're like, I don't even want to do this. Why did I get all this stuff? So I've had that feeling a few times and I'm bolstering myself through it going, hey, what if this is actually just the feeling that we have at the beginning? It's how I feel sometimes doing sewing projects or when I'm not understanding how this particular machine works. Often for me, it's trying to figure out the mechanics of some new tool and going, okay, I know it does the thing that it says it's going to do. I've seen other people do it. Clearly, it's used by many people around the world and they have success. So if they can do it, I can do it. So that's a good thought too, is to go like, you're not the one exception that can't figure it out. It's just that you need to have enough motivation to figure it out. So what is that motivation? And that's a good question to ask too. So why did you choose to do a new project? Why did you choose to have this new goal? And I do think about that as well with the instrument. And one of the goals for me was bonding with my daughter And I don't know that that's really going to carry it through now because she doesn't seem as interested. She seems way more interested in sculpting and continuing on with building things and engineering right now. And that is what took over when she got derailed from just straight up going into the violin and it took too long to get into lessons. So I guess maybe there's a sweet spot also. Like if you're motivated, hop in on it when you have the motivation because that motivation and excitement can buoy you through and give you the curiosity to try to figure it out because it's hard. It is hard to learn new things in the beginning. We make mistakes. Things don't look the way that we wanted. We just don't have those skills yet. So you can look at a lot of learning, no matter what it is, whether it's learning a new language or playing an instrument, doing drawings, learning how to sew, that these are all skills that take nurturing. They don't happen on their own. We have to put in time in order to train our bodies what to do So I'm training my ear, I'm training my hands, I'm building muscles that I don't normally use to hold my body in a way that I don't normally sit or hold my arms. And that's all new. So of course, at the end, I'm kind of tired. And I think we also underestimate how much um, energy that learning new things takes, and that we can deplete it very quickly. (laughs) So again, having the the willpower, the excitement, the creativity going into something at the beginning can push you through when it's the hardest. But we also need to expect that when the trough comes, when you realize that it's very tiring and it's not as fun to show up and it's now actually work, that we are giving ourselves enough energy to continue, that we are making sure that we have Um, the nutrients in our body, that we have the rest that we need in order to show up and put that energy in. And that actually brings me to my last thought, which is that sleep is so important (laughs) and rest is so important when learning these new skills. I find that in the last week, as I've stepped up my, um, my decision to show up and just do this every day, when I do, and even when I skip, I am finding that my thoughts as I'm falling asleep and even my dreams are geared towards practice in an interesting way that I didn't anticipate, but I probably shouldn't be surprised about. Because when we're sleeping, when we're dreaming, and when we're in that restorative phase, that is when so much learning is happening. 
So it's making me go, you know, what if I just did a little tiny practice and then took a nap and solidified that knowledge? And then tomorrow when I come back, or if I come back later this evening and I feel like I want to do it again, I've had enough time for my body to absorb this and figure it out. And certainly I've had the experience of packing in so much learning and so much I can't even keep up and then needing weeks or even a month of dreaming and thinking and just daydreaming about it in order to consolidate that knowledge. And so this is my grand experiment right now is to go, okay, well, how far can I get with this? And how far do I want to go? And it's a good question. So I'm not really sure. I wish I could tell you all and be like, yes, I've decided that it's absolutely what I'm going to do. And all of you who have listened for a while know I always have projects going on. I have things that I want to do to stretch myself and to think in new ways and learn new stuff. And I try to stick with it. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect. I definitely am not. (laughs) So, you know, becoming someone who's physically active and walking every day, I got derailed. I absolutely did this year. Um, Definitely the wildfires in the summer put a hamper on my ability to go for walks and it has been difficult to get back into it. But I am committed and I am going back out and I am going to count it as a success even though I am not walking the amount of time that I used to do that I'm still getting out there and doing it. With languages, you all know from a couple years ago I wanted to learn Japanese And I started doing that and I got through, I think, a year and a half. And then I got just frustrated again. Like I was at that plateau where it was starting to get hard and frustrating. And I questioned, what am I even doing this for? And the answer I had for myself is that I just enjoy language and I like stretching myself to be able to communicate. And Japanese was not um, coming as easily at that time. And I just needed some easier wins. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that too, guys, by the way, that sometimes um, it's not that you need to stop doing what you're doing, but you need to allow yourself to win a little bit. And the way that I choose to win was to switch languages. So I flipped back to French, which I already have a decent amount of, and I've been doing that instead. And I actually find I'm hopping in and I'm doing it way more. I'm starting to listen to French podcasts. I'm starting to watch shows in French, and I'm trying to watch them without subtitles and it is getting easier. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, I just, I needed the win, but I'm still gaining a language and I'm still getting better at it. And I, I will at some point return to Japanese, but it didn't seem very pressing because I have no one speaking Japanese in my life right now. And I'm not currently watching anything in Japanese, so it's fine. (laughs) But I, I don't know. Sometimes we modify where we're going. It doesn't mean that you need to give up a skill or something that you're trying to push yourself for. It just means that it's okay to adjust. So I'm thinking about all those things going forward. Do I stick with violin? Do I continue to pay for lessons? Or do I just commit myself to just duking it out with this violin over the next few months? So here's the conclusions that I can share today. One is a decision that... I'm going to push myself, but I'm going to give it a time limit so that I can then reevaluate and decide if it's serving me, if I've seen the progress that I'm hoping for, or if it's um, not delivering to me what I had hoped. So first I had to decide what do I want it to deliver to me. And I would like to be able to read a bit of music. I would like to be able to make some notes without it squeaking all over the place. 
And I would hope that in three months I can do at least something very simple and not have it sound tragically horrible. I'm not even aiming for good, you guys. I'm just aiming for not tragically horrible. <laughs> can I actually hit the notes that I want to hit? Can I not stumble over my fingers? And can those notes happen without a or whatever? So I think three months is reasonable for that. And then I'll reevaluate and go, okay, do I want to push it further? Have I felt like in gaining that I'm still curious and want to do even more? And it gives me, mm, it gives me a sense of safety to both push myself and to fail to know that there's a time limit that I'm not saying, oh, you better do it every day for a year. It's saying, you know, I want to give it three months of practice. I want to be able to be practicing at least three times a week, but ideally five. If I do more, that's great. And I'm figuring out, okay, what can I do to help make that happen? I am outlining times for myself where I might be able to practice, where I'm not demanding of myself huge amounts of time. This has been a secret of success for so many things in that, you know, like with the language thing, I've managed to get on there and do a lesson every day for two and a half years. That's because I'm only asking myself to do like five to 10 minutes tops. And I tend to do more, but five minutes is a win. And I'm going to do that with music as well and go, you know what, I'm going to aim for 15 minutes, but just doing it at all is a win. And just keep going. And that's a good mantra too. just keep going. <laughs> and don't give up on yourself. So I'm realizing also that um giving up on goals without truly putting in an effort or a struggle makes me feel bad. And so I want to show up for myself and give myself that support and be there for myself the way I would for a friend who wanted to learn this. So if my daughter shows up and says, you know what, I changed my mind, I really do want to learn this, I would show up for her and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And we'll do it together. And if she doesn't, then I get to be that for myself and say, hey, Blaze, you want to learn this, I'm going to show up for you. And this is how we're going to get there. And it doesn't have to be great. And what a relief that is. Mm. Friends, I hope that you are having a marvelous week and that no matter what you're pursuing, that you're giving space for all those feelings and that you're giving yourself some structure so that you can um, judge your success and see that progress. And also that you're giving yourself space for compassion, for rest, for absorbing all of the changes and all of the big things that happen in your brain while you're sleeping, while you're learning something new. Have a marvelous week, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.